Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And Lindsay, today we are going to a location that has been on a number of TV programs where they've done paranormal investigations. And I can say this place is definitely haunted, but there might also be something a little bit more nefarious. I am not at all surprised. I don't know where we're covering, but I feel like a lot of these places on TV have some scary stuff sometimes. For sure. This is your haunted holiday at the Iron Island Museum in Buffalo, New York. All right. Well, before we get started, I have a special shout out to make for our newest patron member. Their name is, I, I'm probably totally butchering your name, so I so apologize, but the name is mine. It's spelled M-I-N-E. And I tell you what, we so appreciate the support. All of our patrons, we, we so appreciate. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon member, you can always go to patreon.com and search Your Haunted Holiday. Go to our website and you can actually find the link there as well. That really helps us to support, you know, paying our monthly expenses that we accrue through creating this show every single week. Believe it or not, we do have expenses that come with the show. And it also just helps us to get some new equipment and stuff like that for the podcast. It's been incredibly helpful over the last several months and, and we so appreciate it. Also, mine gets a bonus episode every single month. So that's the big perk. And not everyone gets to hear these special episodes that we do. And we've covered some interesting topics lately. Recently, we did the Amityville Horror, because that was kind of our Halloween Patreon episode, which was kind of fun. We've talked about those eight Russian hikers. We've talked about the LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans. So there's been some fun topics that wouldn't normally fit in this program. But are you ready to talk about the Iron Island Museum? I am. It reminds me of Game of Thrones. It sounds like the Iron Islands. It is so funny that you say that. That's exactly what I thought about. So what this actually stands for is it's it's not the actual neighborhood name, but the neighborhood has like a nickname called Iron Island because it's not really an island, but it is completely surrounded by railroad tracks. And so that is the nickname that it's had for an extremely long time. And this museum is really, you know, to pay tribute to the neighborhood and the, and the history. Oh, wow. Okay. So it, it's not a real island. It's not associated with Game of Thrones. We can rule that out. That's, that was my first question. <laughs> right. I'm it ready is, to move forward. <laughs> yes. So this building itself actually originated as a church and it was built in 1883 and it was a church all the way up until 1940. Now there's no really direct hauntings that we know of that are related to it being a church itself but like I mean I could definitely see some kind of creepy history there like you know who knows? There's a lot of history of it and a lot of people that I'm sure spent a lot of time in this building during that time frame. After 1940, it was really just an abandoned building at that point. It wasn't really in use. And in 1956, it was repurchased and turned into a funeral home. Mm, 
Okay. So we've heard this a few different times about multiple locations. One is the, what is it? The Red Lion Inn in Oklahoma. And then there's also, or the Stone Lion Inn. I'm sorry, not the Red Lion Inn. That's the grocery store, folks. Stone Lion Inn, um, which is an episode we did. And then also the Keogh House is another big one that became a funeral home after its original use. Yep. And there was also that bar in Seattle, too. That's that right. is uh-huh. really known for a lot of hauntings. So we'll get to the hauntings, but obviously a lot of it is tied to this time as a funeral home. And it was a funeral home for a very long time. And think about it. You know, they're cremating bodies here. They are preparing them for wakes and burials. And they are actually having the wakes in this place as well where bodies are being displayed for the family members and friends to come you know bid adieu to whoever it is that passed away so I'm sure there's a lot of emotion tied to that we talk about that a lot this funeral home guy was very nice whoever owned this because there was kind of a setup for an Iron Island Museum in another building and He really liked what they were doing to represent the neighborhood and the history. And so he actually donated it to the people that were running this organization so that they could use the building for their museum in 2000. So they've been running as a museum for 21 years now. Again, a lot of the, there's a lot, just as a museum, okay, it's going to have some interesting stuff in there. I'm not going to lie, a lot of it looks creepy, if I'm being honest, okay? But there's a lot of stuff that represents, you know, like their veterans, which they're very proud of, uh, and different things that have happened over the years um, in that particular community. Now, one of the things that happened that was definitely strange after they took this over is they actually found the remains of 24 individuals that had been cremated in the basement. So how, that's so strange. Like, were they in the cremation containers or were they, like, they must have been because how would you know, like, how many bodies there were if they were cremated? Right. So they were, the ashes were in some form of container. Okay. You know, individual containers and they found 24 of them. And so they ended up kind of like going through the records and trying to figure out who these people were. A lot of them actually did happen to be veterans, maybe people that family didn't claim the bodies, you know, they maybe didn't have family members to actually hold a funeral for them, that kind of thing, which is actually really sad if you think about it. Yeah, it's definitely sad. I I agree. It's like, you know, they were holding on to them and too bad no one was there to take them. Not long after they started kind of updating it, getting it ready for their museum, there's two women who primarily own this place, and they started experiencing strange things. But what's interesting about this to me is they didn't actually talk about it with each other for a while. They were kind of ignoring it, like, maybe I'm crazy. Like, they didn't really compare each other's stories until several years later, and they were like, oh you're experiencing this too? So I'm not nuts. There really is something happening here. That, you know, that adds some credence to it, right? I just, 
you know, folks, we got to talk, we got to speak up. If you're seeing weird things, like tell someone about it. I think that there's so many people that experience paranormal, right? And, and ghosts. And it happens so more often than what people realize because a lot of people don't talk about it. I really think that it's so much more prevalent than people, people even know. Oh, it's so funny that you say that, Lindsay. We were literally talking about Halloween stuff at work recently. This is a small team of people that I'm on. And we started somehow the topic of ghosts got brought up and almost every single person on our team had experienced something like growing up in a haunted house or this uh, one woman I work with, she went to a hotel, which we'll probably do an episode on in the future that she said her suitcase literally got picked up and thrown against the wall and she refused to stay in that room anymore. Oh my gosh. Where is this hotel? And we need to go. It's in Europe. It's like super old. Oh, that's yeah. promising. We need to we need to go do this. Anyway, okay. so on to the topic. Long story short, yes, you're right. We may not talk about it a lot, but more people are experiencing this than I think we even realize. And that was the case here. And so it eventually happened. They started talking about it, sharing their stories. And since then, it's been featured on a number of different programs, including, Lindsay, our favorite ghost hunters, the original ghost hunters, with Jason and Grant and Steve and Tango and all them. They did an investigation here. Um, A show called Ghost Lab, which you may be familiar with, has done a show here. And then Portals to Hell, which I know that you are familiar with that show as well. And I can... I can tell you based on watching some of these episodes in my research that it's definitely haunted. Okay. That's, you know, I like all those shows. I I really like, lately I've been watching Portals to Hell, but I haven't seen this one. I haven't seen all of the episodes. Clearly I need to go back. Maybe tonight this will be on my list after we record. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, Lindsay, so getting to the hauntings, I think the primary reason there are ghosts here is because of the fact that it was a funeral home, which 
to me is kind of interesting because if I look at that on its face, you know, before I did started doing this podcast, I would have said, why would people be following their bodies to a funeral home, right? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, logically, if I'm thinking about it, right? Right. However, I feel like real life is stranger than fiction sometimes. And as we talked about, we've done a number of episodes that are haunted for the mere fact that it was a funeral home. And why that is, I I don't know. Well, if you think about it, though, each of those locations had some other background there, too. It wasn't just that they were a funeral home, but the fact that they were a funeral home on top of some of the history that they had, because these are all old locations. Think about it, just like this place. This place was built back in the eight, late 1800s, so it's old, definitely in the haunted years, right? So, I mean, who knows? We So for our listeners, Lisa and I were just having this conversation randomly the other day. We were driving by a cemetery. Lisa goes, you know, I don't know. I'm somewhat skeptical about whether or not these ghosts follow their bodies around. Do we really think graveyards are more haunted than other locations? And so we had like kind of a debate about this. I think it's an interesting question, right? But I think it depends because you said towards the beginning of this episode that there is a lot of emotions that go in play when someone's there at a funeral. So maybe there is something lingering there because of emotions as well. True. Yeah. Or, yeah, I I really don't know the answer to that. But I do believe this place is haunted based on some of the things that I researched. And and so there's definitely got to be something to it. You know, why a ghost decides to haunt one place over another is a mystery to me. And I don't know that we'll ever know the answer to that. But one of the things about this is there is lots of children go. So, you know, back in these time frames, obviously children unfortunately passed away more often than they do today with the advances in medical care that we have. And part of the reason I bring up the funeral home thing is there's a little boy that they believe is named Tommy. His voice has come through in EVPs and different things. Psychics have picked up on the name Tommy. And they've gone through the records of the funeral home and verified there was a little boy by the name of Tommy that went through this funeral home after he passed away. And they believe that that is who this is. So you will find that they have video of balls rolling on the ground. Investigators will bring toys and stuff like that for the kids to move around. There's also, this is, this is creepy to me, but there is a little blonde girl with pigtails that is haunting this place that's seen pretty regularly. And there was one account of a volunteer saying she looked over and saw a little girl with pigtails and to her it looked like a real person she didn't Mm -hmm. think it was a ghost and it was motioning to her to come over to her and she thinks it was indicating like come over and play like in a nice way but I hear that in ghosts and I'm like it's a demon like do not follow (laughs) that little girl anywhere we think Sally house like right away yes but I think this is a real little girl yeah I mean, think about it, right? Ghosts, most of the time, the vast majority of the time, are just people who passed away. And that would be like something a little kid would do. Like, hey, you know, like kids are friendly most of the time, you know? I mean. That's what she thinks it was. So then what happened? Did she just like disappear? Yes. 
And in fact, somebody walked in and was like, who were you just talking to? And she was like, oh, I was talking to that little girl, but oh my gosh. he's not there anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's such a good story. Who knows whether it was Tommy and, and this little girl. I mean, who knows whether or not they died there or they had some sort of actual connection or maybe their bodies came through after death. It's really hard to say. Um, it could be any of those things. Totally. And they're not the only little kids that they think are haunting this place. They think there is a number of them that are kind of running around the halls here. Now, another person that they think is related to the funeral home is a veteran named Edgar. This is actually one of the people whose remains they found there on the property that were never claimed by friends or family. And they believe that he is in the attic and one of the things that I saw on the old episode of Ghost Hunters here is they were kind of like looking up there, I guess. And all of a sudden they had the sound of footsteps kind of like running at them. Hmm. And then they, it went away. <laughs> but they were definitely startled by it because to them yeah. it was like very much like somebody running in their direction. Now, the other thing that's interesting, because there are so many veterans that came through here, they have a memorial for veterans in the museum itself. They think there is a lot of residual energy that is around that. Specifically, they've smelled uh, gunpowder. They have also heard the sounds of like people marching, for example, huh. as well. I wonder if like the War of 1812 went through that area. I mean, it I don't, I don't know the part, you know, I mean, it's upstate New York, right? I mean, maybe there was some war that came through. I mean, potentially the revolution. Maybe there was something else. I don't know. True. So maybe residual energy from the land itself. I think the, the people that work there think that this is residual energy from the veterans that went through the funeral home. So veterans mm -hmm. of things like World War II, Vietnam, that kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's probably more likely, but I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Who knows what happened, I guess, on the land. But you'd think the people in the in the museum today would know if that land was like a battleground for a more modern day event, like the War of 1812 or a revolution. Right. No, absolutely. Now let's get into the not so nice ghostly activity. So like I said, there I believe it's definitely haunted. Now, do I think there's something negative here? I think it is entirely possible. And one of the things that they think may have triggered this, because they're not really sure why would there be this negative energy here, is they do, they embrace their ghosts and they have these overnight investigations, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And they leave people to to their own devices while they're there. They don't have anybody like on the property, but they do have security cameras. And they had found some like wax, melted wax into the carpet. So they went back, they reviewed the security footage to figure out what was going on. And what they saw was the group of people wearing robes, forming a circle with candles. Mm. Now what they were doing, we don't know. But that certainly does sound like maybe some sort of ritual was taking place. It does. It sounds unusual for sure. Yes. And I'm looking at my notes and I laugh because my bullet point for this is 
Overnight investigators, robes, circle, candle equals demons. <laughs> that's funny because <laughs> that's a leap. But I mean, maybe it's like, you know, because I know we, we talked a bit ago about the Portals to Hell show. I mean, and they really believe that, you know, if you do some sort of thing where you really like let the spirits in, you can open a portal anywhere. So maybe it's some sort of a portal that allowed in some sort of bad entity certainly possible yes i think anything is possible now i will say a lot of people that have volunteered there in the past paranormal investigators most of them agree that they do believe there is something negative there they um, primarily feel like a feeling of heaviness especially when they go down into the basement which is not a nice looking basement it looks scary like if you're down there in the dark it's not going to be fun there's also apparently what they describe as an angry man in the basement that is known to growl at people sometimes. And they hear voices that say, get out. And even one time there was somebody actually scratched across the forehead with three scratches upon leaving the basement. That's pretty scary. And you know why it would be the number three? right right for the for the holy trinity right they say that that is like the mocking of the holy trinity when you get three scratches so it's interesting that it was three i did see a picture of this and i mean it did look like three scratches but it also could have been like the dude scratching himself maybe i'm not saying that's what happened but i didn't personally see this dude get scratched so i'm erring on the side of caution with that report I also believe that I really think the vast majority of hauntings are not like demonic, but I mean, I'm not like I've heard on like Jim Harold's podcast, paranormal podcast. I've heard him have like demonologists on and people that are experts in that. Of course we are not, but I, I just really do think that it would be unusual to come across an actual demon. Like I, I really think there could be negative entities that, that were here on on earth and at one point they were a person um, but that's that's not a demon right and as far as i'm aware like uh, maybe it's just somebody who's un- very unhappy down in the basement trying to freak people out and and so they they try to scare people off and then maybe we had somebody faking three scratches <laughs> not saying that it's fake but i mean i'm just throwing the possibilities out there i i just i don't know i i'm always i mean like the sally house i think probably has a demon in the Sally house just based on everything I've heard but I don't know I I think most places don't I agree I think most hauntings are like your standard ghost now this place is however known to be very active it's actually considered one of the more haunted locations in that area of the country so this is not your average haunt But to your point, I'm always a little bit more skeptical when I hear, you know, potential demon kind of thing happening. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Exactly. My point. You're right. It's not. So when you watch TV, it seems like everything is demonic a lot of times. Whereas I, I think it's a lot less frequent. There are a couple other things that make them think that there might be something demonic here. Particularly, they have seen what they describe as a tall shadow man in this place okay luckily i didn't hear anything about a hat so that won't trigger you 
But the other thing that one of the owners saw, and I'm not sure if this is the same shadow man or a different figure, but essentially what she said she saw, which was terrifying, was a very tall figure, all black, so they couldn't see the features, which is something we hear about a lot, but they had glowing eyes like charcoal. And she knew from looking at its eyes that it was evil and had bad things in mind. Oh, that's creepy. Yes. And part of the thing that she's worried about is because there's so many little kids that are, are ghost kids running around this place, she doesn't want them to be impacted by whatever this, what appears to be evil entity. Interesting. That does seem very ominous, I, I will say. Yeah, I would be terrified. All right, so I can tell you, demon or no demons, I think this place is haunted regardless and would be an amazing place to do an investigation. Based on the stuff that I saw on the TV programs, they really were picking stuff up. The ghost hunters guys heard those really clear footsteps running at them. The portals to hell people, they actually had flashlights light up on their own on command. They had EVPs that they were able that were responding very clearly to their questions. So I do believe that it is haunted and they embrace the ghost. So although it is just your standard museum that you could certainly go in and and do a tour of, you can also do ghost tours. And this place, it is run solely by volunteers. So the hours are limited. I recommend you look it up and pull up their website to make sure that you find their hours and you need to make a reservation for a tour really so they know we need to have a volunteer there in order to to give a tour and it's primarily looks like it is open on Thursdays and Saturdays and the prices here are awesome especially if you're just like stopping in for a quick tour they have a self-guided tour for two dollars a person oh my gosh wow They have a guided ghost tour for $5 a person, which is probably pretty popular. And then they have the overnight tour. So they even have a calendar on their website so you can see what has already been booked. Looks like they're primarily done on Friday and Saturdays, although I saw some other sporadic nights available in there too. And the the cost for this is pretty reasonable. So it's up to six people for $300. Does it say how long? It does not. Is it like it, the whole night? or It's just described as overnight. So I'm going to assume it's going to be like 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. or something standard like that. But again, that's an assumption. Mm-hmm. Right. So, when I hear overnight, I, I think you're staying for the whole night. Right. It is going to be a long period of time that you are going to have this place to yourself. And if you want to bring more than six people, you can. It's just an extra $25 per person. The other thing that they have as a perk, Lindsay, if you stay overnight, they give you a discount on a hotel there. You get a special on staying at the Hampton Inn. So in case you need to, you know, you get too spooked, You need to get on out of there. You got a hotel deal connected to your overnight stay. 
it, hey, it's not a holiday express, an express, but it works. It's, <laughs> it's along the it. same, it's along the same lines. Yeah, for sure. And of course, because this is a nonprofit organization, they also accept donations at any time. If you go to their website, you can make a donation there on top of purchasing any of these different tours. Well, this place sounds great. You know, if we're in, I, I feel like in the Northeast, there's a lot of places we want to go to. In fact, there's a lot of places we want to go to all over the place. We've been talking about Northwest, but this is just like one more thing to add to our list. Uh, you know, if we ever get up into the Northeast part of the country in order to go do some some ghost hunting, this place sounds great. Yes. I mean, it really does look creepy, but awesome at the same time. Yeah. I'm going to go check out that episode of Portals to Hell, like right after we hang up the phone here on our podcast. All right. Well, I do want to share with everyone a really fun email that I got recently. And this is from Stephanie, um, who is actually writing from Manila in the Philippines. And she says, hey, Lisa, Lindsay, just dropping by to say how much I loved your show. And I'm still not done binging. Currently, she's at episode 57 of the, it was 101 at the time. I came across your haunted holiday as one of the suggested podcasts from one of the ones I'm already listening to. So I gave it a listen as well. It's the perfect podcast to listen to after I get off work and unwind. I don't have a ghost story to tell, but I'm really fond of paranormal podcasts. Hopefully you can spread out your scope to haunted holiday locations on the Eastern side of the world. That's from Stephanie. We definitely need to look out for that. Thank you so much for that email, Stephanie. I've been to the Philippines a couple times for work, not podcast-related stuff, and I absolutely love the Philippines. If you have any recommendations for a place in Manila or something like that, do send a follow-up email our way because I would love to look into that. But, yeah, we have not expanded too far east, I don't think, yet. So we'll definitely have to look into that. We did do, I will say, we did one um, episode in India um, on our Patreon page. That was a mixed up episode that I hosted. Um, That's on Patreon, but it's just one in India. But I do think there's tons more stuff we absolutely can get to. So thanks for sending your email, Stephanie. I I really appreciate it. I actually responded to her and let her know that Lisa's been there. So Lisa, you don't know this, but I I responded and told her (laughs) that you've been there and I've been trying to tell you to do a Philippines episode for a while. So, all right. Well, we so appreciate the email. If you want to reach out to us like Stephanie did, go to yourhauntedholiday.com and hit contact us. That'll send us an email. Send us your ghost stories, your anything. You know, if you want to just tell us you're enjoying the show, we love getting that as well as any sort of recommendations for future episodes. Those sometimes turn out to be the best ones. All right. If you're enjoying the show, also make sure to rate us five stars. If you listen to us on Apple, it helps us get more listeners and spread the word to your friends and family that are into the paranormal. Maybe you guys can go book a vacation that's haunted. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. Thank you.